Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We need to take one day off out of seven and rest and recharge. But we say, well, I don't have time. I can't do it. We make time for those things that are important to us. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out, this is important. If you will honor the Lord and say, I'm taking this day, Sunday's the Lord's day. I'm going to worship with my family. We're going to spend time together. I'm going to disconnect from all the things that distract me. I'm telling you, whatever you're doing, God will bless you for that. He will bless you. This is the day when the lost are found. If we follow God's blueprint for life, our lives will go better. You can depend on that. If we ignore God's blueprint, our lives will face more challenges and heartache. Yet sometimes we think we're the exception, or this situation is the exception. The sweet aroma of certain decisions can actually lead to the stench of bad decisions. On A New Beginning Today, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to consider more of the timeless wisdom we find in the Ten Commandments. All right, well, let's grab our Bibles and turn to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, and the title of my message is, What's the Big Deal with God's Name? Names matter. And God cares about His name a lot. So I want to look at now the third commandment, You shall not take the Lord's name in vain. I think this is one of the most misunderstood of the commandments. And it's probably one of the most easily broken commandments because it's so misunderstood. Exodus 20 verse 7 says, You shall not take the name of the Lord in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. But how do we do this? One way we do it, and we may not even realize it, is when we claim to speak for God when you aren't speaking for God. Now look, I I take what I do very seriously and I know when I stand up here that I do speak for God. Not exclusively. uh, Because there are things I say that are just my thoughts and opinions. And honestly, my, (laughs) my thoughts or opinions aren't any more important than anybody else's. But when I open the Word of God, I can say this is what the Bible says. And so Even the Apostle Paul, when he stood before the believers in Berea, it says, they searched the scripture to see if these things were so. I love that. They were checking out the Apostle Paul. I know you're the Apostle Paul, but I'm gonna still see if that's biblical. That's right. Every Christian should do that. Never take my word for it. Never take anybody's word at face value check it to the scripture. Does it line up with the Bible? But there are certain things that I can say on the authority of God's word that are significant. For instance, I can tell someone their sin is forgiven. I don't have the power to forgive sin. I can't absolve you from sin like a priest claims to be able to do. No man, no woman can do that. But I can say to you, if you meet God's criteria to be forgiven, you're forgiven. 
1 John 1, 9 says, If we'll confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if I led you in a prayer to accept Christ, if you ask the Lord to forgive you, I can tell you on the authority of Scripture, your sin is forgiven and you're going to heaven. Now that's not something I do. And you can do this too. And here's what Jesus said. He, he said that we can say to people these things with authority. He said in John chapter 20, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they're not forgiven. Again, I don't have the authority to do it on my own, but I'm speaking for God in that they've met God's criteria. Okay, that's fine. But then there are people that claim to speak for God. The Lord told me this. The Lord told me this and He told me to tell you that. God just told me to say this to you. Now careful with that. Because the Bible warns against those who say the Lord has spoken when the Lord has not spoken. I had a girl come up to me years ago and say, uh, Greg, the Lord told me I'm supposed to marry you. I said, well, let's go talk to my wife about that. I don't know if she'll agree. So obviously that girl was misdirected. Sometimes it's preachers telling us this is the message of the Lord. This is the prophecy I'm giving to you from God. Okay, hold on. Let's really test it according to Scripture and let's see if what they predicted is true because if what they say will happen does not happen, then I think they're called in the Bible a false prophet. But there are people that say, I'm speaking for God. Or they'll say, God speaks to me every day. Just audible voice every day. You know, I've been a Christian 50 years now. And I don't know that I've, thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, those are really lame claps. I mean, if you're, okay, wait. That wasn't even a smattering of applause. That was almost like mocking applause, right? Just... I've been a Christian for 50 years. No, no, no. <laughs> Forget it. Okay. Let's just move on from that. Okay. By God's grace, right? So, and I would like to tell you every morning I get up and I shave and God speaks audibly to me. Hello, Greg. Good morning. This is your mission. Should you decide to take it? All of a sudden the Mission Impossible theme is playing. Where did that come from? There's going to be a guy named Joe at the gas station at 11.43 today. Go tell Joe about Jesus. Okay. Then it self-destructs. Bible burns up. No, we don't want that. <laughs> Anyone who tells you God speaks to them audibly all the time, I'm going to be honest, I don't believe it. I've had the Lord speak to me, but most of the time when God speaks to me, I would describe it more as a very strong impression. The Lord will direct you, but here's the reality of how God directs me in general. I get up in the morning and I read the Bible and I pray and I ask for wisdom and then I walk in faith and I seek to apply the truths I found in the scripture and I have found myself smack dab in the middle of the will of God. Right? It's not all mystical and audible voices and it is to some. But I'm telling you, this is more what you're going to experience as a Christian. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. So don't take the Lord's name in vain. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California. 
and he's discussing the many ways we can dishonour the third commandment, not to take the name of the Lord in vain. Let's continue. Another way we do it, and this will be the last illustration of taking his name in vain, is when we use God's name in a way that is insincere or phony. When we use his name in a way that's insincere or phony. You may be singing at the top of your lungs, but your heart and your mind is not engaged. You're singing, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, you know, and, and you're looking at some person going, I can't believe she's wearing that at church. Seriously? Really? Wow, that person over there, they're so pitched. In fact, I don't like them at all. You're not thinking about what you're saying, so you're drawing near to Him with your lips, but your heart can be far from Him. And we don't want that to happen to us. But let me say that even for people that are profane and use bad language, the hypocrisy of the church is far worse than the profanity in the street. So you see somebody over there, listen, they're using foul words and they took the Lord's name in vain. They're so evil. But if you're in church and you're saying all these things to the Lord, how much you love Him, and you're going out and contradicting it in the way that you live, what you're doing is worse than that person over there. And the reason it's worse is because they don't know any better, but you do. Don't take the Lord's name in vain, because God will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And now commandment number four, Exodus 20. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. Now drop down to verse 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that's in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. We'll stop there. This is probably one of the most misunderstood of all of the commandments. Basically it's saying we need to take one day off out of seven and rest and recharge. But let's not miss the other point. It's also saying we should work. Because what does it say? On the seventh day we should do no work, which implies on the other six days we should work. This comes as a revelation to some people. They think the government should take care of them. That their family should underwrite them. That they can freeload and be lazy. And the Bible actually says, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. So there's a place for personal responsibility as a follower of Jesus Christ. But yes, there should be a day where we disconnect. Because some people go to the other extreme. Some don't work when they could or should. And others work too much. They're workaholics. And they say it's all for their family, but they don't seem to have any time for their family. And they say they, you know, they do it because they have to, but sometimes they overwork themselves and they don't understand that God has set a principle into place that He wants us to honor. And that principle is take a day to disconnect. Take a day to get refreshed. Take a day to be recharged. And for us as Christians, for many of us, it's Sunday because the first day of the week when the early church met, we meet as well. But we say, well, I don't have time. I can't do it. But here's what I'm suggesting to you. If you will honor the Lord and say, I'm taking this day, Sunday's the Lord's day. I'm gonna worship with my family. We're gonna spend time together. I'm gonna disconnect from all the things that distract me. I'm telling you, whatever you're doing, God will bless you for that. He will bless you. 
But the trend among some is attending church less often. Well, we don't go as much as we used to. There's just so, we're so busy, busy, busy. Don't you want to take time for the Lord, for His people, for His Word? I think that's a really good thing to do. Here's another thing a lot of us neglect. We don't remember to give to the Lord. The Lord promises, if you will honor me with the first fruits of your increase and bring the tithe to me, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake and open up the windows of heaven and pour a blessing on you so great you won't be able to contain it. Here, listen to this. Chick-fil-A's have built an entire business model on being closed on Sunday. Who does that? To be honest, I wanted to eat Chick-fil-A on Sundays and I'm not so happy. Because I've gone there on Sundays and said, oh yeah, right, closed on Sunday. But they're America's number one fast food restaurant. So that says something. Honor the Lord. Do what His Word says. These are not rules, as I said earlier, that are like the bars of a cage to keep us in. They're like barriers of protection to keep harm out. They're given to us for our own good, but we all break them. You know, as I teach them the Ten Commandments, I think, oh, I fell short there, I fell short in this other one. We've all broken these commandments. And when we get to the final six, they're very clear. You shall not steal, you shall not lie, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not covet what belongs to another, who of us have not done that. And if you break one commandment, the Bible says, you're guilty of all of them. The commandments were not given to make me righteous, they were given to show me I'm not righteous. You just need to say, Lord, I'm a sinner, and I've broken your commandments, and I'm responsible for what I did, and it was wrong, and I'm sorry, and I ask you to forgive me. And God will. God will. So there may be somebody here today who has thought, wow, you know what, this uh, hit home. <laughs> and I've done these things. I I've broken this commandment. I have taken the Lord's name in vain. Um, I've, I've lied. I've stolen. Uh, I've committed adultery. I've done so many of these things. Well, you need to be forgiven. And that's why Jesus died for you on the cross and shed his blood for you. He took the penalty of the Ten Commandments upon Himself and faced the full wrath of God so you don't have to. And if you'll turn from your sin and believe in Jesus, you can walk out of here a forgiven person. Is there somebody listening to me that needs forgiveness? If so, I'm going to extend an opportunity for you as we close in prayer to ask God to forgive you of whatever sin it is you need forgiven. Let's all bow our heads. And Father, I pray for every person that is here. If they don't know Jesus yet, if they haven't been forgiven of their sin, help them to come to you and believe in you and have Christ come and live inside of them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's Pastor Greg Laurie with an important closing prayer. And today, if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would like to help you to do that right now. Yeah, you know, the Bible says whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I want to lead you in a prayer where you will be doing just that, calling on the name of the Lord. So listen, if you want your sin forgiven, if you want to know that when you die, you will go to heaven, 
If you want Jesus Christ to come into your life and take away your guilt and your shame, then just stop what you're doing and pray this prayer with me right now. Pray this after me if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I have broken your commandments. I have fallen short of your standards. But 2,000 years ago, you died on that cross for me. Then you rose again from the dead. So Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior and my Lord and my God and my friend. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just made that change, we'd love to help you as you begin to walk with the Lord. We'd love to send you something that we call our New Believers Growth Packet. It's free of charge for those who've made a first-time commitment to the Lord today. Just ask for it when you call 1-800-00-5011. Well, next time we'll see what the Ten Commandments teach us about family life, even here in the 21st century. Hope you can join us for a new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, same time tomorrow. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called, What's the Big Deal with God's Name? Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 